This episode deals with the inappropriateness of racial invectives and contains coarse racial slurs. Viewer discretion is advised. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Nerd! Hey, what happened? They like their cruelty the way they like their women. Naked. Talk nerdy to me. Listening to American Top 40 on WKRM 1340, where we're getting involved with you. Shit. Go through and cut him again, just saying WKRM 1340. Oh, fuck. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. The countdown will begin this Saturday morning at 9, and again Sunday morning at 9, right here on Maine's most listened to radio station, W. I'm not going to say all that shit. How do I know they're the most listened to station? Oh, I get it. I get jokes. <laughs> the countdown will begin this Saturday night at 7 and again Sunday evening at 5 right here on WRLD 1490 Radio Lynette, Alabama. <laughs> Jesus. What are you looking at, nerd? And the Lord said, let there be crap. They'll make you have the white pee. Talk nerdy to me. of all things geeky. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books, video games, toys, TV shows, pro wrestling. All the things you got made fun of for in high school. So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. We are live as we are most Wednesdays when we don't give Paul Frankie the night off. It is an all-new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, We appreciate everybody, well, most everybody, for listening. All-new episode this Wednesday, May the 30th, and we have got a full show, the return of one of my favorite segments of all time. And we got a couple more really fun things that we're talking about. But uh, before we can get going with everything, I got to go around the horn and introduce everybody. First of all, to my left, he is the most creatively named man in all of podcasting. He is the star of the greatest story ever written. And... Huh? He is, after this past weekend, I can officially tell you, he is the world's biggest, I can't say the word, little person. I'll say it. He's the world's biggest midget. My buddy, he is Koran. How are you? I'm good, man. It's been a, uh, it's been, it's been a trying week, so I'm happy to be here. Try, oh, no. That's, that doesn't sound good. You know how I feel about my job. I do, yeah. I understand. <laughs> and to my right, he is once again riding that Star Wars high after going out and seeing Solo, a Star Wars saga, because that means he's one step closer to the, uh, the saga movie he wants to see. As always, he has the best beard on this podcast by a long margin. 
I kind of take offense to that. I'm sorry. His is just beautiful. He is Obi John Kenobi. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Hello there. It's true. Your beard is great. I would, I'm uh, insanely jealous of thank it. Thank you. Yeah, you know, Solo made a uh, 148 million worldwide in about uh, 100. Just for me seeing it again and again and again. Well, you know, gotta support I, the brand, man. I I got to I, uh, close personal friend of the show. Uh, DJ Tony Rose and I went to a VIP screening on Thursday night and it was, it was awesome. Uh, I loved it. I don't, I know we don't do like movie reviews that much anymore and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because it's not on the rundown, but, um, it's the most fun I've had in a star Wars movie since force awakens. So I was really happy to see it. Anyway, that's a pretty big endorsement. It is because I hate most things and a lot of people. And most people. Yeah. I mean, it's a true story. Uh, but <laughs> I want to do a, just a couple couple of small house cleaning bits of information before we get to something I'm really excited about. I'm going to beg to go first this week for topics. Oh, you're already first. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know what your topic is. You're first. First, first yes. in my heart, for sure. Um, so... Uh, posted a couple days ago that uh, we will be part of, and maybe it was yesterday, um, we will be part of, as part of Conapalooza in historic downtown Kingsport, Tennessee, October 12th through the 14th of 2018. If you are on the fence about whether or not you wanted to go and be a part of it, first of all, you shouldn't be because uh, uh, Obi-John, your buddy, uh, your close personal friend, Austin St. John is going to be there. Uh, Walter Jones is going to be there. So, um, you know, there's, there's going to be some celebrities there. Uh, Ernie Hudson is going to be there. We know him. We're good friends with Ernie Hudson. But the big thing, uh, they're breaking a, they're attempting to break a Guinness world record by the most Ghostbusters in a single gathering. And, uh, I know I'm going to be a part of that. Uh, Obi John, I think you're going to be a part of that as well. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to try and make Julian, it. Julian, probably. Yeah, Julian. So uh, we're going to try. I'll watch the booth, I guess. <laughs> um, and, and on that, like, we, we, we shared the event page. There are um, the requirements to be counted uh, as part of that world record. So it's a, I, I kind of, like, I want to call it a once-in-a-lifetime thing because how often do you get the chance to break a Guinness world record? So oh, like John Cena versus the rock once in a lifetime, Yeah, once in a lifetime. And then we'll do it again next year. Um, so really cool opportunity. So we're definitely going to be a part of that. So if you needed just something else to bring you there, I don't know why you would, but weekend passes are only 30 bucks. So, I mean, you could be immortalized and, uh, you know, if we do this and it happens, then I'm going to start and I'm going to put it on my resume that I'm a Guinness world record holder. Oh yeah, uh, because that's kind of a thing. So, in addition to your 1995 blockbuster, right? Uh, World Video Game Championship Store Champion. Uh, yeah, that's the one. moniker. Which, uh, by the way, that will also be as part of that weekend. Uh, we will be rerunning that competition, and we're going to see if uh, who takes the Talk Nerdy to Me 1995 Blockbuster World Video Game Championship um, trophy home. So. Uh, and if you think that if you don't think I'm going to get a trophy for it, you are sadly mistaken and you don't know who I am. 
because there will be a trophy to be given away. Oh, I know, buddy. So I know. You mentioned him earlier, and we've been playing this, uh, not really a game, because uh, it, this is not a game. Uh, we've been having a recurring feature over the last few weeks, and we still have a few more weeks to go, because uh, we're missing somebody from our crew. And, um, Obi John, would you like to um, to to start can this? Can I cue it off? Yeah, you sure can. <clears throat> Hit it, Rock Capella. They, they take a second to get warmed up. Sing along at home, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Sing at home. It's good stuff. Yep, a felcher. Yep. You heard it. San Diego. Have you ever figured out where the fuck this place is at? I love everything about that, if I haven't already said that. I love literally <laughs> every single bit of that. I just I love it so much. But Julian uh, has been Julian, much like Mario, is missing. So uh, <laughs> he's also teaching typing somewhere. Um but we've been having guest hosts fill in for him. <laughs> we've been having people fill in for him. Some uh, Sometimes it's new people. Sometimes it's uh, blasts from the past. And um, so this week's guest host, former, I can go ahead and say this, uh, former WWE Universal Champion. So you know it's a big-time name because a WWE superstar, I believe, has held every single WWE title on the active roster because that seat is vacant uh, tonight. See what I did there? It's vacant. I was like, well, how is he going to wrap this back around? Right? Oh, no, so man, I got, be... I got this. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Whoever you imagine it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we... Uh, we do not have a guest host this week, but that's okay uh, because we have something else. And if you go back a, a couple months, it was late March. Uh, the episode was entitled uh, Done Been Done. We introduced a new feature, a brand new feature. And we're going to change this show forever. It did. Let me get the music for the better. You. Oh, I think it's much, for the much better. Jail mail. If you're unfamiliar with jail mail, we have apparently, I love this, by the way, this setup makes me so happy. So, um, in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, among other places, we have listeners who are currently incarcerated, whether it be in jail or in prison, and they have taken it upon themselves to write us emails at iheartstamos at gmail.com and we have i think we he's my favorite inmate that writes to us i don't know man i'm still gonna say uh apple apple is your favorite what's up apple is probably my favorite (laughs) uh we have a um an inmate named matt who writes us and he he has written a story about his favorite talk nerdy to me host koran And we got part one in the episode. uh, It was the end of March, and it was the episode that was called Done Been Done. 
we read the first part. And about a month or so ago, we got another email that was he was working on it, uh, working on part two. And a few weeks ago, I got another email from Matt with the actual part two. And I have not told you guys this yet, but there's a twist that goes along with this. Uh-huh. And <sighs> b- before we start, I-, I want to tell everybody, I want to remind everybody that I know that sometimes we have bits or we have features or we do things on the show that that might not seem 100% legitimate. I mean, we've done some some things that you know, you can you can manufacture if you so wanted to. I give each and every one of you listening and I have given both of you and Julian and anybody who has asked me because this is 100% on the level. These are legitimate 100% true correspondence notes, letters, emails from inmates from real life inmates this isn't this isn't a gag this isn't like something we made up um i because both of you guys have asked me away from this like for real is it true <laughs> like 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 you guys have um like people associated with the show have literally asked is this real and i tell them exactly what i tell what I what I'll tell you guys now and what I've always said these are 100% real. And so with that in mind, I present to you the newest letter, the newest email for uh, that goes to iheartstamos at gmail.com from an inmate, a real life inmate in Indianapolis, Indiana. <clears throat> And it reads as follows. Let's see here. Dear guys. No. Please find enclosed part two of Koran's story. I think I've outdone myself. Since you were kind enough to read my name with the first part, I am concerned about imposters writing to you. Therefore, I will only sign my letters with, and I'm not going to read it, here so that we know that it's for sure but he has a um like he gives a little symbol thing like he's got a little special thing that he's going to sign them all with if you receive anything else in my name without that signature piece please ignore it i was scheduled to be released but it was delayed i can't go into a lot of detail but i will be here for a little while longer how much trouble would it be for koran to visit me no. Can I send you? <laughs> no. Can I send you information about how he can? Indianapolis. Nope. Our GoFundMe page will be live after this show. If we, I will go ahead and say this. If we can get by by the by the end of June, if we can get ten more Patreon supporters, I, I will go. And, and hopefully, Koran, you will go with me because he's not asking for me. But, um, um, let's see. Um, uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis is not is isn't too far from you guys, I don't think. Don't worry, I'm only in for forgery and burglary. Koran could even tape record the whole thing. 
as a side note, when I finish well, Koran's story, no what? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, when I finish Koran's story, my next story will either be the asexual high school days of Obi John Kenobi, <laughs> or Captain Chris, secret love child of Julian. Which, I th- am I older than Julian? <laughs> because I feel like I'm older than Julian, and I don't think that would work. But which would you prefer? Take care, my podcast gods, Matt. So that's it. He's got. He's got. Um, uh, <laughs> well, that needs to be our next user poll. Yeah, that's going to be a poll. Which would you rather hear? The asexual high school adventures of Obi John Kenobi or Captain Chris? Secret love child of Julian. Um, I'm pushing heavily for the Obi John story. <laughs> I, I wasn't I, asexual because I went high to school. high school with you, and I really want to know an outsider's <laughs> perspective. What do you think it would be? Oh my gosh! So yeah, absolutely. Do, do you guys remember the the part one of the story? Um, because I. I don't. I, I really. I, I'm not gonna recap it. Like I'm not gonna. I, like, I do. I, I, the van. Yeah, yeah there like, was a uh, stick at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you Koran missed his uh, bus and um, accepted, or I took a, w- was hitchhiking, uh, and the guy in the van pulls up. Uh, if you want to hear the whole story uh, and you're not listening live, you can go back to the episode. I think it's the, like the 21st or 28th of March. It's the episode that's called Done Been Done. And uh, the very beginning, we read part one. So I present to you Koran's story, part deux. Having accepted a ride from the fat stranger in the van. Having accepted a ride from the fat stranger in the van, Koran relaxed slightly. Koran was glad he wouldn't be late. If he was late, the other guys would tease him and play those damn sounds to make fun of him. God, do I hate those sounds, Koran thought. (laughs) It makes me seem so dumb. The driver of the van turned off onto a gravel road. Hey, Koran said, this isn't the way to the Y. The driver smiled. Don't get yourself (laughs) in in a fret. It's a shortcut. Koran was glad to hear this. Not only would he not be late, he'd be early. That would give him more time to look at the girls from Girls Beer Sports. I hear banjos. Someday, they would realize how big of a mistake... Boo! Boo earns! Someday, they would realize how big of a mistake it was to not be with him. Koran had been in love with them since the first time he met them. He hoped they would never find out that he spends most of every show going through their Facebook albums. That's just not true. I think, I don't know. Uh, That's true. The driver... (laughs) It's like 50-50. It's close. The driver leaned back and grabbed a bottle from the cooler behind his seat. It was a glass bottle with no label, half filled with a light red liquid. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> oh Care no. for a drink, son? The driver asked. Koran was thirsty and eagerly accepted the bottle. 
He took a long swallow. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goron couldn't recognize what he was drinking. It had a fruity alcohol taste and a distinctive salty taste. And when Koron handed the bottle back, the driver put it back in the cooler. When he did that, Koron asked, Hey, what was that? Aren't you thirsty? It was my own special home brew, the driver replied. Before the driver could say anything else, Koron felt extremely sleepy. He leaned forward. He leaned forward. I don't like where this is going. (laughs) The only thing keeping him in his seat was the seatbelt. Koron awoke in a daze. This is this is where it takes a turn, people. Koron awoke in a daze. He was drenched in sweat, but also cold. Trying to move, Koron realized he was buck naked and spread eagle laying on his stomach. His arms and legs were chained down. He was trying to yell for help, but his mouth was gagged with a rubber ball on a strap. What the? I'm not going to jail to visit this guy. Yes, <laughs> they're about the ball, to get medieval on that ass. Yes, the ball too tasted of that familiar salty drink. Koron heard a door open and slam shut. Koron couldn't see anything. The room had no windows with only a single low watt bulb hanging overhead. A man stepped in front of Koron and Koron went into shock. The man was wearing a complete Darth Vader costume. <laughs> the only alteration to the costume was oh, the black no. pants. Yeah. A hole was cut in the man's pants to let his dick hang out. I quit. I, I'm done. <laughs> Stick with it. Stick with it. The man walk. Oh, wait. No, hold on. I skipped ahead. Um, oh, good. Keep going. A hole was cut in the man's pants to let his dick hang out. The man stepped forward until his dick was in front of Koron's face. The man spoke, Koron, you are my son. Come join the dark side. As the man spoke, his dick became erect. Nope. Can I, can I make, you know, you know what that sounded like? Yeah. What, what? the man walked around koron and climbed on top of him the man penetrated koron with surprisingly little resistance (laughs) the man chanted join the dark side join the dark side join the dark side join the dark side to be continued i'm really glad my uh, high school adventures are asexual now (laughs) Now, are you guys ready for the twist? Yeah, yeah what's the sure. twist? There's a twist in this story because I got that, well, the, the show got that email a couple weeks ago. And last week, I think it was last week, it was it was like late last week, um, I, I ended up being the one to open that email and I sent you guys uh, that we had gotten a new new entry into jail mail well literally two days after i told you guys that we had gotten a new entry into jail mail we got another one we got a another we got a follow-up email also from matt 
and it uh, I will read to you what it says. Is it signed with the? Uh, it, it 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 has the uh, well the the dead giveaway is the uh, that it says the following correspondence was sent to you by an inmate from the uh, Marion County Jail like the, from the jail uh, right so like it, it it is legit and it does have the same thing so it is from him so this is what it says I wrote you guys part two of Koran's story a couple weeks ago and I haven't heard you read it yet so I guess you didn't like it. Oh, God, no. (laughs) I've rewritten it for you, and I hope you like this version better. So, I have to to make a a statement about jail mail first, uh, after reading that. Because sometimes we get email to iheartstamos at gmail.com, and we're not able to read it and acknowledge it right away. Sometimes it it sits, because sometimes uh, either we have other topics that come up, or, um, you know, other things that we have to talk about that we don't have time for it. Sometimes our shows run long, like last week's was a really long episode. So sometimes we just don't have time to get to all of them. So if we don't read it right away, don't give up on us because trust me, jail mail is now my favorite segment of all time. So we will get to it. But this one, he he does rewrite it, so we'll see which one, which version that we all like better, and maybe uh, maybe we can persuade Matt to uh, pick one or the other on which one he likes better to continue for part three. But here is the revised part two of Koran's story. Okay. When we last, uh, let me make sure this is, yeah, okay. When we last left Koran, he had missed his bus from his job trying to get back to the podcast and had accepted a ride from a stranger in a pink van. The driver said, say, would you mind climbing in the back and grabbing me a soda out of the cooler? Get one for yourself, too. Koran was thirsty and gave it no thought as he climbed into the back of the stranger's van. He should have been more careful. The van had no windows in the back, and as Koran stepped into the back, he heard a slam come from behind him. The driver had closed a door that was specifically built into the van to separate the front of the van from the back. Uh Koran was now trapped, and all ways out were locked. To make matters worse, it was pitch black in the van. Koran started to cry. That's true. (laughs) After what seemed like an eternity, the man stopped the van and opened the back door, the sunlight blinding Koran. Shading his eyes with his hand, Koran could see the driver and the gun he was pointing at him. What the fuck? What's all this then, Koran whined. This one's a lot more violent. The man grabbed Koran and pulled him out. Shut up. Get into the building. Koran walked towards the low brick building with the man following behind him. When he entered the building, what he saw shocked him. There was a large, single jail-like cell. Oh, the God. Cell, <laughs> the cell had a, had a large bed, a toilet, and a sink. <laughs> Good God. Also this is the a cell. same story, different tone. 
Oh, here, here's where it takes a, a right turn. Also in the cell was a large woman. Okay. She had to weigh at least 500 pounds. Long, greasy hair, acne, not many teeth, with several flies circling her. Goron stood over ten feet away and could still smell her. She smelled... Oh, my God. She smelled of menstruation, piss, shit, and sweat. I can already tell. I just want the other story to keep going. (laughs) The driver spoke. This is my daughter, Gladys. She's been special her whole life, and I've had to keep her caged. Now she's now that she's 18, she needs a man. Nope. Get in, the man said, and waved his gun at Koron. <laughs> Not about to argue with a gun, Koron stepped into the cell, and the door slammed behind him, and the father left. Koron felt like vomiting from the smell. The woman got up from the bed and started to walk towards Koron. Now, Gladys, Koron said, let's be reasonable. You don't want me. (laughs) That's most likely true. (laughs) Koron stepped back until his back was against the wall. A second later, Gladys was pressed against him. He tried to push her away, but she weighed too much. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love this segment more than anything. As she started to grind away, her acne-covered face was pressed up against Koron's face, seeking to put her blackish tongue into Koron's mouth. Koron could feel the vomit rise in his throat as he lost consciousness. To be continued. (laughs) That is your rewrite for part two of Koron's story as written as part of jail mail from our friend Matt who is currently incarcerated in Indianapolis, Indiana. I love everything about it. I don't know which one I like better. Now I I got to say so version 1 was a little on the nose. Yeah, uh, I thought he was going somewhere different when uh, when instead of wearing a gimp suit, the guy walks out wearing a Darth Vader costume. <laughs> I was intrigued by that plot twist, but then it kind of went right back funny. to where we thought I was all going to go. Yeah, well, in version episode, two. Uh, yeah. In that first episode, when when I read part one, Julian said that he thought it was a rape fantasy. Mm-hmm. And and here we are. Um, correct. <laughs> but yeah um yeah that one was like exactly where you knew it was going but mm-hmm. i mean i still enjoyed the ride but version two i think that defies expectation a little bit more that's uh and that's what i like i like uh you know throw me throw some twists in there i agree with that yeah. Yeah. May, I, maybe maybe we would like to hear the continuing adventures of koran and gladys no. <laughs> I want to hear all of his stories. I, 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 I want to know how your Julian son. I, I know, right? How John I was asexual in high school. That, uh, given where this current story is going, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. 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 yeah I think I'd rather be I, asexual. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I want all of the fan fiction in this universe. Yeah. Well, when uh, when we get 
I, I think when we get one more entry into this story and we get a little bit more of the story, I think that will be a good segue into our proposed contest uh, that will be hopefully towards the end of the summer. We will have uh, this will be actually a, a legitimately good lead in by happenstance to uh, what we've been talking about. So, yeah. Um, but I love everything about all of these, and Matt, I know you're going to hear this. I'm cool with either one, uh, although he had me he had me lock, stock, and barrel when he got to uh, with surprisingly little resistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just made me laugh way too hard. Uh, the you guys have no idea how difficult it's been for me to hold on to these stories for like a week. Yeah, uh... knowing knowing everything about them and then getting that second one and knowing that we had two from the same guy and not sharing them with everybody was just like, it killed me inside. I think we, we definitely need the user poll to see which story he does next. And uh, just to reiterate what uh, Captain Chris already said, if you send in mail, uh, jail mail, just because we don't read it as soon as we get it doesn't mean it's not coming. Uh, Doesn't mean we don't like it uh, or we're offended by it. We're probably going to read it even if we are offended by it, especially if we're offended by it. It's just for a show we are. Yeah, that's kind of who we are. Just give us some time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We'll get to it. Yeah, we definitely will. And More than anything right now, I just want to murder Flanagan's uh, internet connection. So Yeah, sorry. It's it's real bad. Um, we may end up, uh, I think, uh, in order to save it, uh, we may end up uh, stopping the live stream uh, because I think that's part of what's doing it. Um, so we may end up cutting the live stream short. Yeah. Um, I think that might go a long way. So um, it might just be a tease um, for the rest of the show that we stop, uh, because I think that's part of the problem. I think that's part I, of the issue. I, I think keeps, that's yeah, a good idea. It keeps flashing red. So I think what we're going to do is the, that we're going to The, gonna the last stop. sentence you just said. Yeah. Okay. I think we'll go ahead and we'll stop the live stream uh, and we'll see if that that helps. Um, so you're already coming through clearer. See, yeah, like it's it's kind of and like right now it's flashing red. So I don't well, really know so much for that. Yeah. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll stop the live stream here. And uh, we'll tell everybody uh, to look for the episode on Friday. And uh, hopefully by the time that uh, I'm back on the show and that uh, we're all back doing this live, uh, this problem will be corrected and we'll never have this problem again. Maybe. Hopefully. So with that, we'll go ahead and we'll shut the live stream off and uh, we will... Um, Hopefully. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and hit stop. I'm going to do this live as I'm talking. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, in our chat, uh, we're going to write that. And then um, I'm just going to leave all this in. Like, I don't want to edit any of this out because it's funny to me. So we're going to hit stop. And we're going to hit end. And then give me just a second and we're going to see if this helps.
Sorry for all the silence. It's all good. Maybe. Hopefully. Exit, and let's see if this helps at all. Yes. And here in a second, it should work a little better. And you can tell me if it works better. Okay. Yeah, you sound better. You sound better. Okay. Yeah, it was the live stream then. And um, when I when I come back from sabbatical, uh, Mm -hmm. wherever I am and you guys say that I am next week, wink, wink, nudge, nudge whenever I'm gone. um, I think part of when when I come back will be that this issue will be cleared up by the time we go live again. So it shouldn't be an issue anymore. Um, that, that should be the last one. So, yeah, cause my friend Evan was listening and he was like, yeah, he, you were coming across fine to him, but like the lag was so bad for me and John, like parts of your story were almost overlapping each other oh. because your sentences were coming across. So, I mean, apparently it's recording fine and everything like that. And we were coming across fine on the live stream, but I think it was just for the actual conversation. Well, let's not waste any more time drawing attention to our technical shortcomings. Let's get on with topic number two this week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cutting off one of Paul's hands. Go for it. (laughs) Cutting him off. So last Cut off his baiting hand. (laughs) Both? Uh, Yes. Last week we talked about sequels we thought were better. Um, You know, movies, video games, books, whatever they were, and why we thought they were better than the originals. This week, I not only want to talk about sequels that were worse than the original, but I will even go as far as unnecessary. Like, why on earth did they feel the need to make that? And I know the cheap answer for everything we're going to say is money. Yep. But. Yeah. That's uh, the theme, kids. Yeah. Yep. I have. Shit uh, studios made for money. I have a, a few off the top of my head. And uh, yeah, I have so. 35. So, yeah. yeah, of course you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, um. Well, I will say this once I thought about what you wrote about unnecessary sequels, not just you know, the sequels are bad, but sequels that literally were unnecessary like they didn't add anything to the story or they're they told the story that didn't need to be told. Once I kind of cracked that egg, it did kind of open the floodgates to a lot of sequels. I was like, yeah, that didn't really need to happen, and that didn't really need to happen, and that, and they kind of fell down the rabbit hole there. So I limited myself, but we could do this all day, I feel like. Yeah, we really could. That's, right. that's kind of the problem is like, yeah, there are a lot of like this topic is just like one of those. We're going to have to stop ourselves. And I've, mm-hmm. I've got a couple on here that I know will be hot takes. and I've got at least one that is totally unnecessary, but I'm glad it happened anyway. So Fair. I'll let you start us out. Uh, me? Yeah, me? go for it. OK. Yeah. The, the first one that came to mind, and it's probably just because it's so fresh in my mind, was uh, Jigsaw from last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, not that, not that pretty much anything after saw two is good. Uh, but you know, saw 3d or saw seven, whatever the hell you want to call it does kind of wrap up the story in a nice little, uh, you know, blanket and everything. And we're, we're putting saw to bed, you know, it had its seven year run, you know, they all made money, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, what, six years, seven years later, they were like, you know what the world needs again? A Saw sequel. And you know what it needs in it? Lasers. 
lasers. It was lasers. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it was just so unnecessary, so pointless, and it's not like uh, the twist is so idiotic. Um, and so like contrived and stupid that like by the end of the movie, I was just because it, it's not the it's not a twist for any reason. It's just a twist for the sake of being a twist. Well, that's what saw movies are known for. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it wasn't anything like cool, like, oh, my God, the guy who blew his head off is standing up and. Oh my god, he was the one he was there the entire time. But oh spoiler. God. Oh my god. Like he 15, was there the whole time. 14 year old movie now. Uh <laughs> so yeah, Jigsaw was pointless. It was dumb. And I kinda want my hour and a half back. Never gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They, Lionsgate will never give that time back to you. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'll go next. Okay. Uh, I've got a few. I'll pick my low-hanging fruit first because this one's the easy one. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a sequel that nobody wanted because it was a sequel to a one-note joke movie. That's right. I'm not talking about uh, Son of the Mask, although that (laughs) that one was in contention. Yeah. I'm going... Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Oh, oh good wow. God! The bastard movie that should that nobody ever wanted. Uh, Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo was one of those like harmless, heh, whatever kind of movies. Like mm-hmm. it was funny enough, but was never gonna like have that much of an impact. Didn't really need a sequel. Didn't make. I don't think it made enough money to really warrant like going all in on a sequel. The movie's trash. Uh, there are no good jokes in it. It was literally made, I guess, so Rob Schneider would have something to do instead of cocaine. Hmm. Uh, but it's just god awful. And there's a lot of people, thank goodness, that don't even know that it exists. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. Pretend that movie doesn't exist. Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Burn. Yeah. Yeah. Burn it. <sighs> Makes me think of another one, actually. Uh-oh. Uh, so my first one is, I kind of like, like Captain Chris, I'm going for the low-hanging fruit first. Um, but there is a trend for a while. Uh, and I guess it was like the mid to late 90s uh, when the studio was just really hard up for any money they could squeeze. But Disney Animation started putting out direct-to-video sequels oh, God. to literally every freaking movie they owned. Literally, there, were, there was um, Bell's Enchanted Christmas. Uh, Fox uh, and Lion- the Hound 2. Yeah, Lion King 2, Lion King 1 and a half, uh, Cinderella 2, I, I can keep it, uh, uh, Little Mermaid 2. They were all direct-to-video. They were all super low budget. Uh, I believe most of them were made by the Disney TV animation studios, not the Disney feature animation. So the quality, should tell you right there, lower budget and, and you know, um, they're Knock all terrible. voice actors. 
Yeah, they're all terrible. Uh, um, <laughs> um, Lindsay Ellis on YouTube, the AKA nostalgia chick from back in the day, did a list of the I think it was top five or top ten worst bad <laughs> direct to DVD uh, uh, Disney sequels because they're all bad. Um, some more so than others, but yeah, uh, just all of them as a group were were terrible. Um, literally just made to cash in on you know make them fast, make them cheap. Uh, strike while the iron is hot. Strike while these properties are still popular with kids. Uh, some of them are literally just like episodes of the animated series that Disney did back in the day, uh, cut together as a movie. Oh yeah, I was gonna say they're, they're like the ones that are blatantly just three episodes cut together. Yeah, the the Gargoyles movie, which is just the first like five episodes of the TV series cut together. One of the re- yeah. like the direct to. I guess DVD or VHS or whatever recess. Uh, the the yeah. one before the one before the feature length. Yeah. Uh, just that trend in general uh, in the nineties was, was bad. And, and like I said, unnecessary because no one ever talks about, Oh man, Aladdin three added so much to the mythos of Aladdin. Like it, yeah, I got, uh, um, Robin Williams to come back to be a genie, but other than that, the movies like none of them added anything to these stories. These stories didn't need sequels. These stories were great on their own. No one was crying out for Cinderella Part Two, or you know the in between cool Lion King movie. Your damn self. Yeah, no one wanted to see the Lion King from the perspective of Timon and Pumbaa. Lion King one and a half. Nope. I own it, but I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they yeah just. The epitome of unnecessary, unneeded sequels. So, low-hanging fruit, but I had to get it off my chest. No, that's okay. That's that's a very, yeah, like, I think it's a good idea to clump them all together because they're all, they all have the same spirit of being made in that they're all super cheap and they're all really pointless cash-ins just to, I don't even want to say confuse the marketplace, but kind of trick people into thinking that they're getting something that they're obviously not. Mm-hmm. So it's the uh, it, it's it's the grandma crowd that they're going for. Oh, I, I took my grandkids to go see Lion King. Obviously, they should uh, they will really like this because it's a sequel to the Lion King. I must have just missed the commercials on TV. Mm. Um, yeah. Not cool, Disney. Not cool. Uh, My next one is, uh, you know, obviously after the first Pirates of the Caribbean, you knew they were going to make sequels. Two and three were what they were. They kind of wrapped up that Elizabeth Swan, uh, Jack Sparrow. I can't remember Orlando Bloom's characters. Will Turner. (laughs) Will Turner's story well. (laughs) There you go. Um, Yeah. And then we went to get, then the fourth one came out <laughs> and it's just like it may as well have been a direct to DVD like Disney movie. The, the quality was terrible. You could tell like everyone, including Johnny Depp, was phoning it in. Jeffrey Rush is blatantly just there to get a paycheck. 
they wrote in characters to take over for Elizabeth Swan and Orlando Bloom, who were yeah. had no personality. They were just like, hey, here's your new Will Turner. Here's your love interest. Yeah. And those characters are so poorly received, they brought Will Turner back for the fifth one. Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck you, pirates. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Flanagan. Um, so, okay, you have a decently successful movie in the '90s, right? Okay. It eventually, you know, becomes pretty well known in pop culture. And so, uh, let's see. How about 14 years later, if my math serves me correct, you decide to make a sequel. Although you you only bring back one of the characters from that movie. That character, that actress, has then aged 14 years and has lost a lot of her sex appeal, which was what the driving force of the first movie really was. Oh, oh God. I think I know where this is going. Yeah, and no Michael Douglas to be found. Yeah. Basic Instinct 2. The movie that when it came out, people asked why. Why are we making this? Uh, it's gross and uncomfortable because it's Sharon Stone still trying to be sexy, but has no one buying it. Yeah, like no... <sighs> This time she uncrosses her legs and I'm pretty sure cobwebs fell out <laughs> like like a bat came out like it was wasn't that know. was that before or after she was in Catwoman? Uh, it was after. Uh, OK, there you go. Because this Got was it. 2006. Yep. Basic Instinct 2 was 2006. Trying to jumpstart that career again. Yeah, it was. Ba- I guess she just needed something to do. Um, but, you know, she doesn't have. The, the other problem is she doesn't have anybody good to play off of because part of what made the first one great was the tension between her and Michael Douglas. And Michael Douglas, I don't know, can act. <laughs> and, like, nobody in the sequel can act other than Sharon Stone, and that's debatable. So, yeah, it's the movie that nobody really wanted and everybody even at the time questioned. Yet here we are. Basic Instinct 2. God, you just say those words and you feel like throwing up in your mouth. You do. It's disgusting. It's not a sexy movie. It's not a good movie. It's not a. It sounds like something you'd find at back when video stores were a thing. You'd find it in the section of the video store where the kids weren't allowed to go in, and it has like none of the same actors. It's like a B movie with no budget, but you know you're gonna see some boobs in it, so you rent it. Like that's what I think of when I think Basic Instinct Two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is going to steal one from you, um, but I don't know which one is the more pointless sequel, uh, that or Deep Blue Sea 2. <sighs> yeah, uh, that's that almost made the list, but yeah, that's not a sequel. Yeah, so, it's, it's a it's a remake. Yeah, it's, it's literally a remake. Yeah, it, it's a sequel in name only because it's really a just a redo. Yeah, but yeah, Basic Instinct 2 just garbage just horrible and i don't think it made a whole lot of money so i don't know why somebody was like hey you know what 
I know it's been 14 years. Go with me. <laughs> put, put away that current picture of Sharon Stone. Could, like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't pay attention to that. We can make her look better. We've got CGI now. <laughs> yeah, we've got CGI now. We can make her look better. And, I mean, at least if we make this movie, we'll save a lot on the underwear budget. Because no one will be wearing any. So, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll just print money. It doesn't work. Just skip the script Uh, phase. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just horrible. It's bad. That's a good pick. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So... There's a thing in Hollywood, kids, called the Law of Diminishing Returns, which is a, oh, yeah. a fancy way of saying the more numbers you tack on after a title, the less it's probably going to make. Uh, and case in point, and it hurts me to say this because I own all of them and I love most of them. Um, it's one of my favorite movies and this franchises of all time. But after doing some deep soul searching... Um, Jaws 2 through 4 are completely unnecessary. You shut your mouth about Jaws 2. I will defend uh, Jaws 2 I think we said all we had death. to say. I think we said all we needed to with Jaws 1. That being said, I'm going to throw some numbers at you. Uh, because this is a perfect example of the law of diminishing returns. The higher the number after the word Jaws gets, the lower the box office gross becomes. So Jaws, the original in 75, made a a groundbreaking $260 million domestic, um, which is, even for nowadays, pretty good. Uh, Jaws 2 in 78 only made $77 million. Jaws 3D in 1983 only made $45 million. And Jaws 4, The Revenge, in 1987 only made $20 million. Law of diminishing returns. But that, again, money aside, let's let's be honest, Jaws 1 is a perfect movie. Jaws 1 is amazing. Jaws 1 is on my top five best movies ever made in the history of film. I appreciate Jaws 2. I appreciate Jaws 3. I still can't believe SeaWorld signed off on Jaws 3. I know, right? (laughs) It's a story about a killer shark inside an aquatic theme park, and SeaWorld sponsored it. Uh, Different time. Uh, Jaws 4, I love for all the wrong reasons, because it's a terrible movie, but it's got Michael Caine and a shark that roars. Um, (laughs) But let's be honest. Let's be honest. If they never made Jaws 2, 3, or 4, Jaws 1 would still be a perfect movie and would still be amazing and we'd still love it. Didn't really need 2, 3, or The Revenge. I think we should just hate on Jaws The Revenge because the reshoots cost Michael Caine picking up his own <laughs> Yeah. I think just that on principle alone, we should hate Jaws The but Revenge. But he got a free trip to the Bahamas, so... Yeah, and it paid for a nice house. <laughs> but, yeah, I can... I can. Um, I will I will defend Jaws 2. I will too. To I, I enjoy Jaws 2. Um, but, but, and here's what I come at, like, Jaws 1, all the characters have gone through their, their story arc. They've all come out changed and different and mostly for the better. We've, we've, uh, yeah, it, it's a complete story. Jaws 2 is basically just more of the same. Uh, Brody doesn't really have a story arc. Uh, they kind of yeah. shift the story to his kids and try to make it a little more like a Friday the 13th kind of slasher movie um, with like the hot rotting sailboats and all that. It, it's it. 
I want it's the best of the Jaws sequels by far, uh, but True. still not really needed. Like it was an it was inevitable. The first one did so great they were gonna milk it, but yeah, it does waste a lot of time on the kids on the sailboat. Like the 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 second and third like the second act drags. Oh yeah, very bad. Oh yeah, uh, like there's a lot of wasted time. It feels like they had like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was like a solid 45 minutes. And they were just kind of like, well, that's not a feature length. Let's just add a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, let's just add a bunch of like wide shots of them sailing. Mm-hmm. Let's add just like a bunch of stuff of them just sailing. And then we'll add in like a couple random shark attacks around and then back to more sailing. Yeah, and like, and... I, I'm not saying that just because these movies are on my list that, that they're bad movies. I'm just saying we probably didn't need them. Like no. the story after the first film was pretty much done. We didn't really need more. Yeah, I I completely agree with you that uh, Jaws is uh, it's it's one of my top three of all time. Mm-hmm. Like period. Just like it's it's the movie that made me afraid to go in our above ground pool as a kid <laughs> um, because I was also apparently a little bit stupid as a kid. But whatever. Um so yeah, like that movie, untouchable. Anybody that says a bad thing about Jaws, we're not friends anymore. Just period. Um, yeah, they. I'm I'm the guy that like I want more Jaws movies, uh, even though I know it's a bad idea. August, Meg. I am so excited. I just finished reading the book. I did too. Well, I read the book on tape on the uh, the Whitman, North Carolina. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, not what I expected. I did not enjoy the ending, but that's not the point. <laughs> hey, there's six of those books now. Yeah, I'm I'm already partway through book two. <laughs> uh, with us, there's a, a seventh book, by the way, uh, that is up for pre-order and it ships in June. Well, there you go. So it's gonna kind of time with the movie. Right. But anyway, go on. What you got? Okay, uh, to kind of go in the same route Flanagan did with his explanation. I'm going to talk about a game instead. Okay. If, you're fir- if okay. your first game right. comes out in 1991, your second game comes out in 1993, mm-hmm. then you move into 3D in 1996. Okay. And the fourth game in your series comes out in 2011? Wait a minute. It's probably a bit unnecessary. Especially if in the past, you know, 16 years, you'd been hyping up a game talking about, quote, it'll release when it's done. And then it's released into a point where first person shooters have kind of cornered the market on gaming to the point where they're platformers, puzzle games like World War Two shooters, online shooters, space shooters, whatever you want. Uh, Sorry, Duke. There's just no more room left for you. Duke Nukem Forever was incredibly unnecessary. If you want to play the spiritual sequel to Duke Nukem 3D, go play Bulletstorm. Yeah, very true. Uh, um, like, I I rented the game the day it came out. And you could not get into it. John, I think we were living together at the time. And we tried. Yeah. Man, did we try, and man, was it bad. That's uh, like the uh, the Chinese democracy of video games. 
video games. Yeah, remember that album, that Chinese democracy album that was like promised for a decade and then finally came out and was so underwhelming? Yeah, Duke Nukem Forever is kind of like that. <laughs> what you got next, Wire fixed. All right, so let's say you have a... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going back to uh, movies and comedy movies and a uh, one-joke comedy movie that was moderately successful. It was kind of funny. Uh, it was a Jim Carrey vehicle. Uh, kind of funny. So you decide that you're going to follow it up for some reason with a sequel starring a completely different actor you pick steve carell oh no oh god and you decide to uh put 175 million dollars towards a modernized telling of the noah's ark story sounds like a lot of money yeah um comedy when bruce almighty to the point did where they okay, were also go ahead Oh, I was just going to say that they were premiering this at like church events. It's real bad. Yeah, it's not a good movie. You follow up Bruce Almighty with Evan Almighty, which makes my list pointless. With good. Like, what's what story is left to tell from Bruce Almighty? Like, what could you possibly need? to tell more of in a sequel. Like, and, yeah. and more often than that, like how do you go from uh, Bruce Almighty where he's, you know, making his girlfriend's boobs bigger and, you know, talking about like, you know, it, it has some like risque jokes in there. It has some adult themes to it and all that kind of stuff. How do you go to a, a PG rated movie that's like such crowd that they're showing it at actual church events because that happened here in Lexington, uh, probably in historic downtown Lexington. It had to have been in historic <laughs> downtown Lexington. Yeah, it's it's such a weird. It's like if you put them next to each other, it's a very weird like to know that they're one's a sequel to the other like it's very very inconsistent and it it's not a coherent story from 1 to 2 it just it makes no sense and because of that it makes my list can't argue with that that's uh, I still can't believe that that cost 175 million dollars yeah. Uh, Holy shit, that's a lot of money. Kids. If you want, that's more than that's more than most. Yeah, like if you want to throw away a shit ton of money, uh, apparently make another Almighty movie. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's keep this moving. Uh, so my next one is is two sequels. To a movie that was not only a great movie, but a damn near perfect movie, and a, a movie that you know, every once in a while, like every decade or so, a film will come along that fundamentally changes 
a certain genre or changes, you know, think Star Wars, a movie that comes along and it changes not only the landscape of, of, of cinema, but literally changes the techniques and technology we use to make movies like from that point on. Um, I'm talking about The Matrix. Which is a, yes. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, just the only appropriate response to say when you talk about the yeah. Matrix. Just, oh, God. The first one, again, not only is it a damn near perfect movie, uh, it, it was a cultural phenomenon. It, it changed how movies were made going forward. Uh, it was it was both, you know, amazing action and an intellectual thinking man's movie. Uh, it would, you know, debate philosophy and the nature of man and then have a giant kung fu fight because of the Matrix. Um, it brought anime into more elements of anime into mainstream movie making. It was amazing. And then they made two more and they just pissed away all the goodwill. The first movie had by, by, you know, the first movie is a fairly tightly crafted story. It it does balance those elements of, you know, philosophy and religion with the action scenes. It doesn't get overly preachy. It doesn't get overly, um, uh, um, exposition dumpy. Um, it keeps the, the, the action flow. So you stay kind of engaged. It has an amazing third act. Um, this it felt like they just threw all those things out because now we have two movies and you know like four or five hours uh, and and a sh- stupid huge budget and it's like you know to the point where in Matrix Three we're watching like giant mechs fight other squid robots and I'm like are we gonna go to the Matrix in this movie called the Matrix at all? Do we just know? Giant robots. That's where. Okay, we're getting robots. That's what. That's what's what the Matrix is now. Okay. Uh, the CGI in the sequels has gotten really, really bad with age. The CGI in the first movie still pretty much holds up, um, but just just unneeded, unnecessary, and total lackluster ending for what could have been an amazing trilogy. But we'll never know because they never made sequels to the Matrix. Nope. Except for the Animatrix. That was cool. Yeah, the Animatrix was kind of <laughs> yeah. tight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys want to do uh, one more round? Sure. Sure, let's do it. All right. Hmm. Got Here we go, Karan. From I know. Uh, I'm actually just going to possibly kind of cheat with this. And I'm just going to talk about, like, a video game franchise that kind of went downhill after the original creators lost their or sold the developing rights to it. Um, Because, you know, we've talked about this gaming company and I've specifically talked about how they have changed with gaming and basically just modernized and they got their footing with the Crash Bandicoot series. I'm talking about Naughty Dog uh, and the first three Crash games are great they are still some of the best like platforming games of that console generation and then uh sony decided they wanted to keep making crash bandicoot games and oh my god anything after crash team racing is the last thing naughty dog did is like unplayably bad and at like one point they try and make crashes like badass and give them like tribal tattoos and make them like taller (laughs) That's how you make and someone like, badass. You make him taller. Well, no, like I'm serious. Like they stretch out his like body to where he looks just really fucking weird. 
and they they made one of them like a a, a top down beat 'em up. That just like not games when you think Crash Bandicoot anything they would be, and I'm assuming they were either cheap or probably like sold well to again like that grandma crowd of oh my son or my grandson used to play the Crash games like when he was younger blah 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 he probably still likes them I'll just buy him this, but they are fucking terrible and completely unnecessary. It was a good game trilogy. Yeah trilogy with a cart racer at the end <laughs> that was the cherry on top of the trilogy was the cart racer damn right <laughs> okay i'm going back to movies i feel like all of mine are comedies i feel like all i did was pick like comedies that the first one was funny and had like a good premise that had a beginning, middle, and an end, and then that was it. And it's for a reason. <laughs> and um, my last pick is a set of three sequels that prove at least for a little bit that uh, anytime that you're around kids and something bad happens, you're never the worst parents in the world. Uh, because you never leave your kid home alone more than once. Yeah. <laughs> home alone, uh, one of the best, uh, especially holiday movies. Like one of my favorite. Like it would if I had to make a list of say like my top twenty five movies of all time, it might be on there. It would be pretty close. I would at least have a really serious debate on on putting it on there. I think very highly of it. I try and watch it every single Christmas, uh, like Christmas time. It's great. Uh, Home Alone 2, literally the exact same movie, mm-hmm. just in New York City instead of their home. Home Alone 3 and 4, and I believe they made a 5. Ugh. Why? Like... I don't think at that point the Home Alone brand is that strong anymore. It's just pointless. Like, they switch out kids every time now, which they probably should have done in the beginning. If you're going to keep the literal exact same premise, you may not want to keep the exact same kid because at some point you're like, okay, you're the just the worst parents in the world. Like, you are literally the worst parents ever. Or... If you're like me and you agree with the uh, the fan theory that Uncle Frank hired the Wet Bandits, and it was his I, thing I, the whole time. I love that fan theory. Uh, you also forgot to include much more violent traps from Kevin in the yeah, second one. They get, like, <laughs> uncomfortable. They get, like, like, deadly, like, uncomfortably aggressive. And it's just not... It starts to lose some of, like, the, dare I say it, the cheeky fun that is, like, the, um, you know, the the blasting, um, bl- blasting the head with the, uh, the blowtorch and the, uh, the spider, uh, like, all the, like, the, uh, the funny, the, 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 the more funny stuff, like, seeing, um, Daniel Stern have to take off his shoes and his socks and, uh, like, going through the tar on the stairs, like, 
there are some there are some pranks in the first one that are like kind of over the top violent, but like they just crank it up. Yeah, and the second one, he just flat out throws bricks at people. <laughs> like that's just aggressive. Like, we we lost our creativity. It's like in uh, Super Troopers, our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, Home Alone Two shenanigans, not so much. Uh, it's it goes from the first one is kind of like out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's threatened, like he's never done anything like that before. Like he's legitimately freaked out, like with good reason. The second one, like he's I don't want to say he has training, but like he's been through it before. He knows what to do. There's no reason for him to like be the aggressor. Yet. Here we are. So, yeah, Home Alone 2, I can't even comment on Home Alone 3 and 4, and I think there's a 5, like... God only knows. Because... Once they hit the direct-to-video market, you just lose track. the apex of what's the point. Like, Home Alone, Mm -hmm. let's see. Uh, Yeah, there's uh, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3, Home Alone 4, Home Alone, The Holiday Heist... So the last one was 2012 uh, and stars a lot of people that I've never heard of. Uh, is that the guy from My Name is Earl? Hold on. Yeah. Is it, so, it doesn't even have like a like a Dean Kane. <laughs> no, uh, it's got which, uh, which guy from Ian My Name Zero? is Earl? Eddie Steeples, the guy who plays Darnell Turner in My Name yeah. is Earl. He's in Home Alone 5. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Malcolm McDowell is in it. And Ed Asner. I yeah. I don't even know. There's always one. For. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Malcolm McDowell and Ed Asner are also in Home Alone 5, The Holiday Heist. Um, yeah. yeah, apparently the kid's name is Finn Baxter, and his family moved from California to Maine. I hate them. They're not allowed in my state. <laughs> yeah, that's just stupid. That's... Yeah. So uh why? Just I'm glad they stopped though. It's been six <sighs> years. I think we're finally safe from the home alone. Six Before years. Monster. Time for a reboot. Oh, nope. God, no. Uh <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bring on one of strangers um, kids. Hit hit us with a hot take for the last one. Yeah. Okay. Honor honorable mentions go to Caddyshack two. Yeah. Which is unnecessary in every sense of the word. because um, I don't even think it made money. Uh, and, and, um, uh, I don't know which one of these is a hotter take. Okay. So I, I have two more, but you tell me which one you want to talk about. Hotter take dark Knight rises or blade runner 2049. I can actually agree with both of those. Okay. Dark Knight rises, dark Knight rises because I agree okay, with thousand so, percent. So yeah. I put blade runner 2049 because that was the movie that for months I kept saying, this is dumb. This is unnecessary. And then I ate crow because it was a pretty good movie. Uh, despite everything I thought it would be dark Knight rises is the opposite of that dark Knight rises. I couldn't fucking wait for yep. uh, coming off of Batman begins and the dark Knight. I was like, here we go. We're finishing out the trilogy. We're going to, you know, we're going to finally see all the staples and things we, we think of when we think of Batman, but that Nolan treatment and he's, he's got Bane, which is an awesome uh, villain who, you know, deserves a second shot because they really messed him up the last time we saw him. Uh, everything was going for this movie. Everything was going in its favor. And then I watched the movie and it is such a fucking mess of a movie. First of all, it's like three goddamn hours long. 
It's rubbish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it feels that because Chris Nolan, the way he tells the story is literally you jump in to, to like a thirty minute segment of your movie and you're basically telling one story and then thirty minutes later you're like, wait, how did we get here? Because um, it, it is convoluted and and really really complicated and complex, way too much for a Batman movie. Uh, and then you get to the last act of this movie, which is so terrible. It it retroactively makes the movie itself terrible, and it le- it, it almost ruins the trilogy. Uh, you learn, you know, uh, Bane isn't really Bane. He's he's Ubu. He's the family bodyguard because the things that identify Bane as being Bane aren't present in this character. Uh, there's a a villain plot twist so late in the movie it is meaningless. Yep. We learn his his girlfriend is really Talia Al Ghul. And then five minutes later, she's dead. It's like, okay, what was the point of that? Uh, literally, you know, they they pop uh, Bruce Wayne's vertebrae back in his his skull in a cell because, and and then you know, five minutes later, he's he's scaling cliffs, uh, and then he climbs out of the prison and just somehow gets back to Gotham. All right, Chris Nolan, everything else, you know, your universe is so gritty and realistic and grounded, but somehow he can just teleport to Gotham when, like, the city's on lockdown and, like, the authorities can't even sneak in Navy SEALs without Bane knowing, but he got back in? Okay, sure. Uh, and then you get to the end of the movie, which literally is the entire third act is is a, a drawn-out, some days you can't get rid of a bomb joke because that's all the third act is. And then mm. Batman dies. And then the terrible Robin reveal, which every fan I knew groaned at how fucking badly that was handled. And then the whole, uh, he's not dead. He just decided to not be a Batman anymore, which is the most un Batman thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, like Adam West doing the bat to in the 66 TV show. That's more Batman than, than, than Batman at the end of dark Knight rises. Uh, I hate that movie with a burning, burning passion. If you like it, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, and you can unsubscribe and, and uh, um, just just shut up. I hate I that movie. never I felt so closer to you. <laughs> I hate that movie so goddamn much. I have never uh, felt closer just, as a family. And it, and it it just like that extra twist of the knife because the first two movies from the same director... Uh, and mostly the same writers um, and most of the same cast were so well done. Uh, Rises just reeks of um, uh, contract obligation. <laughs> I've got to do one more Batman movie for Warner Brothers before I can go make that movie about um, Matthew McConaughey in space. So here we go. Dark Knight Rises. Boys, we're a family again. <laughs> Sometimes this show just fires on all cylinders, and this is one of those times. I mean, I can keep ranting about it, but I won't. The movie's garbage, and I hate it. Good. No argument here. Bane has a terrible accent. It's bad, and you should feel bad. I, uh... voice, like, it's, it's just crap. Uh, yeah, it's not good. I literally turned it on when I had the flu in 2016 because I knew it wouldn't give a shit when I fell asleep. (laughs) That's a true story about the last time I watched The Dark Knight Rises. I believe it. I mean, if there was a movie that could give you the flu, it might be. (laughs) 
All I'm right. not going to say it's going to give you anything worse than the flu, but it would probably give you the flu. Okay. All right, man. We got Any other more? honorable mentions or shout-outs you guys want to give? Anything after the original uh, Land Before Time. Okay. Wow, that's a deep cut, but I'm a fan. Uh, and I'll actually go ahead and say this. And it's my hot take. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 on the original Nintendo. Because it's not a Mario game. Yeah, it, it literally yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, no. Nah, pretty much anything after Silent Hill 3. But other than that, I'm pretty good. Flying again? Uh, let's see. Um, I didn't include some things because I could see why they made a sequel. Uh, like the first movie was like was really good or it made a lot of money, so they wanted to make a sequel. Like I could totally see it. But did the story justify a sequel? Right, like, but that, like that's the hook I tried to get stick with. Stuff like Weekend at Bernie's too. Like Yeah, no, didn't need like, that. Do we yeah. really need Weekend at Bernie's too? Do we really need uh the sequel to Roadhouse? Like, yeah, they made one and why? Do we really need stuff like, you know, there's all that low hanging fruit like uh, the Tooth Fairy 2 and uh, all that crap that I don't really want to I don't want to touch that stuff. Um, Stuff like the Boondock Saints 2 or um, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Get Shorty, which was a sequel uh, oh yeah. Well, be cool. Be cool. The sequel be to cool. get shorty. The sequel to get shorty. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, I got so you. like that. Like, was it really needed? No. Uh, did we need two sequels to the Scorpion King? Probably not. Um, <laughs> they don't have the rock in them. Yeah. Did we? Did we really just need the Scorpion King? Akumashente. Ah, leave that movie. Scorpion out. King was better than Mummy Returns. Yeah, that oh, that's totally true. They're, they're both bad, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Scorpion King was fun bad. Yeah, I mean, it's like, do you want a uh, full-on story about rape or about rape? Like, because <laughs> we got both of them today. It's pretty much the same thing. It's a perfect analogy. Oh God. Uh, well, that's uh, that's the lesson yeah. to walk away, kids. Is is just because you made money, or just because this one might like the the only reason to, to the only good reason to make a sequel is there's more story to tell, right? And if you can't say yes to that question, just don't do it. Yeah, I mean that's that's why it's been almost twenty years between Incredibles and Incredibles Two is they didn't have a story to tell. Apparently, they like, figured one out. That was one that should have been like a layup, like they could just shit out a, a story, but they actually mm-hmm. like took time to do it. So I'm hoping that it's going to be really well, good. Like, you know, if it was all Disney, we already would have had an Incredibles two and three on directed yeah. DVD by now. Uh, if you but don't Pixar, that, yeah. look at Cars. Oh no! Look at uh, Toy Story two was originally supposed to be direct to DVD or video or whatever. And, and Pixar said, no, we don't want to do direct to DVD shit. Like arguably toy story two is better than toy story one. Maybe. Yeah. They're like, look, we'll do a toy story two, but it's, it's going to be a theatrical release and we're not doing it. So because it's going to be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I wanted to stay away from the easy stuff like, um, Indiana Jones and some of the Jurassic park stuff, because that stuff's 
You know, that stuff's cliche. I wanted to go like deep dive. Yeah. I wanted to go like legally blonde to red, white, and blonde. Like, oh god, that's my She's running realm. for office. Yeah. <laughs> like Miss Congeniality too. Like that's where I was. I was bottom feeding that far. So, uh, the one that I would never touch was uh, Piranha 2: The Spawning, directed by James Cameron. <sighs> Uh, well, maybe, sort of technically, maybe, yeah, <laughs> for a week, apparently. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's there's a lot of examples of that stuff that I just kind of I didn't put on my list just because, you know, uh, the some of the Metal Gear games like, oh, know, God. Like, like five. So, like, there's just a bunch that don't any really need to... any of the weird spinoffs. Well, yeah. And it's like you said at the top of this topic is is you can justify any sequel by we can make money off of it. And that's what most of these movies have in common is somebody like the first one de- did really well. And we can on, on that name alone, doesn't matter what the story is, we can slap a two after the end of that title and people will go see this movie. Yeah. And sometimes that's all they had going for them. Yeah. Like they didn't they make a sequel to like Daddy Daycare. Yeah, I think they made like I mean, a camp, like Daddy, Daddy Day, Day camp. camp. Yeah, yeah, like get that weak shit out of here. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Steve to Steve Zan, you're better than that. <laughs> let, let, let's let's talk about something that won't All anger right. me. Yay! We're gonna end happy. on a fun note. We're gonna end on a fun note, a happy note. Um, so if you're like me, and most of us on the show, you you've watched at least one movie where you look at the characters and think. God, I wish that job was real. That'd be awesome. Or <laughs> you've looked at a movie and thought, that is not what that job is in real life, but it's so much cooler in the movies. Uh, we're talking about best fictional careers. Uh, so either careers that only exist in the movies or or maybe they are real. An example I'll give is uh, Indiana Jones is an archaeologist. To quote his father from... Uh, uh, Last Crusade, you call this archaeology? Uh, most archaeologists I have in the family do not fight Nazis um, or or find uh, supernatural artifacts. Uh, it's a lot of lab work and, and uh, writing papers. Um, not quite as glamorous as Indy makes it out to be. But I want to hear from you guys, your favorite fictional careers. Well, you know what? Can I just uh, say one thing? If more archaeologists did fight Nazis, maybe World War II wouldn't have lasted <laughs> as long as it did. You know, I'm sadly, just going to throw that sadly, out there. In the, in the climate we live in today, maybe fighting Nazis will become part of an archaeologist's job. Oh, we can only hope. Punch yeah. a, you know, do your part, punch a Nazi. Absolutely. As, uh, all I'm saying. As Goron would say, giving Nazis the business. <laughs> Give them the what for. Goddamn right. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 wins game of the year for last year just because of their marketing campaign. <laughs> the marketing, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I started last time, so Flanagan, uh, someone. Oh, no. oh, OB John, it's your topic. Go for it, buddy. Okay. So, uh, epitome of low hanging fruit, especially with this group. Uh, a job that only exists in the movies, no matter what the rednecks tell you. Yeah. Um, Sometimes getting kicked out of a university is the best thing to happen to you. It's time to just go to business for yourself. Uh, Because paranormal defense can be the next, whatever, I forgot the line. Ghostbuster, uh, obviously my favorite fictional career. 
Uh, and again, no matter what they tell you, Ghostbuster is a fictional career. But goddamn, if it existed, if there was a local branch, if there, if there was a franchising rights I could sign up for, believe you me, I'd be a Ghostbuster. I am truly I'm truly shocked by that statement. I know you are. I know. I know. Low hanging fruit, like I said. I plan to get late. And me both, my friend. I would, I would, uh, you and I would start a franchise again. Destined um, to get thrown out of this dump. We would, uh, uh, start a franchise again. Um, <laughs> I don't know who I want to steal one from because I know I've, I've got one that is on, that's definitely going to be on each one of your lists. So I don't steal, know who I want to steal. Steal from me. I've got okay. a bunch, so just go for it. Okay. Uh, let's see. I would be shoulder to shoulder with Koran, obviously, because we would be a mobile infantry trooper. <laughs> you goddamn right. Uh, I've got the tattoo to prove it. Uh, the of course we're talking about starship troopers, uh, the first line of defense against those evil bugs. You and me would be uh, shoulder to shoulder, buddy. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Screaming Rico's Roughnecks while uh, Jake Busey plays a green violin. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and Julian's off banging someone in a tent. Uh, oh, absolutely. He would be. He won't need the 20 minutes, though. Uh, no. Um, 10 is more than enough. <laughs> yeah, he gives him eight to cuddle. <laughs> so now follow me on this one because it, it, it has a specific location. And in the realm of this universe, I really think this would be an awesome job. I want to be a plumber in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> because follow me on this. That's awesome. You don't, you don't ever clean toilets. You don't ever do any actual plumbing. You get to go on awesome adventures, have a dinosaur as your best friend. And, oh, yeah, you get to save a princess and then go go-karting with people. Can I also make the obvious joke? Go ahead. The only part about, the only thing you have in common with an, a real-life plumber is that you're laying all kinds of pipe into the princess. <laughs> My man. Yeah, that was good. That was good. So, yeah, I want to be a plumber in the Mushroom Kingdom. I love it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, That's great. pretty perfect. <sighs> Is my turn again? Oh yeah. yeah. Back to you. Okay. The, the three person thing throwing me off. So, like it I said, is. some of these some of these are careers that do technically exist in real life, but they're not quite what they appear to be in the movies. Um, you can. You know, go through, uh, you know, advanced degrees and, and lots of training and uh, uh, become a, um, what's a clandestine operative for your country. Um, however, it's probably not going to bear much resemblance to who is both the best and worst spy in history because everyone knows his fucking name. James Bond, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, the greatest secret agent ever. But if you think about it for a second, really terrible at his job. Um but yeah, I would totally want to be the James Bond secret agent where I have, you know, nice tailored suits and fancy cars that turn into submarines and lots of gadgets and always get the girl and escape and save the world every week. Um, yeah, that's a cool job. I'll take that. They pay me to do that? Sure. 
Yeah. That would actually be really awesome. Yeah, that's pretty that's fucking rad. <laughs> be James Bond. I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, I mean, you get to drive all the really cool cars. You get to have sex with all the women with like the weird names. Like, what else is there? You seem to get younger every uh, yeah. four to seven years. Sometimes you gain an accent and then lose it a few years later. <laughs> It would be weird. It would be what a crazy tornado life you would live. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's my wistful sound. Man. <laughs> I wish I had. So I've got one. I've got I've got three more if you count television. Um yeah. I have I've I have two more movies and then a television one. So I'm gonna go for my funny one first. Okay. Because sometimes, I don't know if you guys know this about me or not, but uh, I like to see other people in peril. Okay. Like, I like to see sometimes bad things happen to people because I think it's kind of funny. One of my favorite subreddits is Children Falling Over. <laughs> um, it's literally, as the name would suggest, it's just kids just somehow at the end of the night. Like, on the top of the subreddit, it says, please note, your video must include at least one child falling over. <laughs> Like, I don't know what happened that they had to have that rule, but it's called children falling over. Um, so if you want to take it to a little bit of an extreme, I would love to be the rancor keeper from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> the cleaning up after it would probably be kind of bad, but I would love to watch people like at their lowest of their low trying to fight the rancor to stay alive while I'm just like, hey, he's going to kill you. <laughs> He's going to get you. You You can try and fight back, but guess what? He's going to kill you. (laughs) And I'd save a lot of money on shirts because, you know, Rancor guards don't wear shirts. So that's true. I could put my money towards other things like more pants. Um, But (laughs) I would love to be the guy that like always gets the front row seat to the Rancor fight. Because I'd be like, you know, this time might be it. And I'd sucker everybody in with my bet. Be like, "Ah, if you want to take me up on it, this guy looks like he could be good. And then I'd be like, I got you. No, he's going to (laughs) die. That would be me, Rancor Keeper. Nice. That's my really weird, obscure one. Way to go outside the box, man. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go kind of outside the box, too. Um, Flanagan, I'll go ahead and bring you into this one as well. Because uh, we're once again going to be shoulder to shoulder. Except this time, we're going to be cleaning up the streets of Raccoon City. Ooh. As members of Stars, I would be okay with that. Just shooting, uh, I almost said shooting Nazis. <sighs> which, Nazis. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be okay. Uh, which, you know, shoot, shooting zombies, uh, trying to escape. Oh my god, what's this? Nemesis. Waxler. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just. John, you, you'd be there too. You'd be the guy with like the sniper rifle trying to like pick off zombies for points, though. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Like, the, what was the guy's name? Forrest? Yeah. You'd be that guy. Because that guy's pretty sweet. That guy's cool. I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. A star is I'm in. Over. I'm in, buddy. Awesome. We'd be the best. All right, John. We got to do one more round. 
I, yeah, I keep forgetting whose turn it is. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so this one is also a little outside the box. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it it would be bad at first, but if you can make it through, you're set for life in this job. Now, you, it might take you. I mean, the, the upfront part involves some pretty intense stuff, um, killing kids. Um, but if you make it through, uh, if you win the game, you're set for life. I'm, I'm of course, talking about a, a contestant slash victor in the Hunger Games. Mm. I mean, it's it's kind of a random selection process. But if you get in, and then all you got to do is kill, like, uh, I forget what the numbers are, but, like, uh, like uh, 12. Uh, yeah, 12 or 13 yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah other, other kids. Uh, and then you're set, man. For life, they give you a house out in Victor's Lane, and and you you know shower you with money, and you're an instant celebrity, and you're like a, a pro athlete and a movie star. all rolled into one. It's good to go, man. I mean, yeah, there might be some like post traumatic stress disorder and, and the whole you know I murdered kids thing, but you know, whatever, you're set for life, man. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do to be a celebrity. Yeah, never go hungry again. You have to hang out with Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Like, I that mean, alone is yeah. worth it. Mm-hmm. Down. I would be okay with that. Uh, I don't know that it would be, like, my first choice, but... <laughs> like uh, I said, like I said, it's going to be a really awkward first week. Yeah. But then you're good to go. Yeah. You better just hope that you don't get right before one of those anniversary ones where they call you back. Yeah, those weird quarter quells. Yeah, that would be not good. So I've got uh, one more movie one. Yeah. I've got one more, and uh, you can't actually tell me, you can't prove to me that it's it's not actually a real job. Okay. <laughs> it okay. could be. It could legit be a real job that we just don't know about, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I look really good in a suit. Okay. I think I could totally be a man in black. Ooh. Nice. And, you know, I know my way around a noisy cricket. <laughs> so, and you legitimately can't tell me for certain that that isn't actually a real career path. Uh, hey, Flanagan, will you uh, <clears throat> look right here for just a second? Uh, oh, no. Uh, what, what? <laughs> what was your, your pick again now? Okay, so my last pick comes from television. <laughs> And it's a pick that John and I, I think you would be great with because it is a uh, hunter from supernatural. Hey, mm. um, so we would be driving around in a classic car. Yeah. And jamming on some tunes and killing some monsters. Seven so that's my, my third and final pick. Business. Yeah. I've already got the jacket. Business. So yeah. Yeah. So we we're halfway there. We dress that we, we got the uh, outfit. So we're halfway there. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my third and final pick. And a, uh, yeah, shout out to Bandy. He's got the car now. So we're like yeah. 75% there. I will be the Garth of that team. I think I could be the Castiel. I don't know. I look good in a trench coat. <laughs> I, I'm Bobby. I'm Bobby. That's just how this goes. Uh, <laughs> so my, my final pick. <sighs> hmm. I'm trying to think of how to word this. Again, it's a very specific universe. Uh-huh. Um, my best friend is a robot. Uh, you know, 
I like this already. I work for my great, 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 great nephew. Nice. And, you know, some kind of menial task. It's it's fairly menial. If you don't take the job, they shoot or you're fired out of a rocket into the sun. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about I want to be a delivery driver or delivery boy for Planet Express. Nice. A good job if you can get it. Yeah. Steady work. Yeah. Uh, either that or I just want to be the janitor. Scruffy. Everybody loves Scruffy. Zero G jugs, baby. Zero G jugs. <laughs> That's not a solid love? pick, man. Thank it you. It is good. Thank that you. That is a good one. And that, that that wraps me up. So yeah, yeah. All I had all right. was um, all I had was uh, Hunter from Supernatural and uh, whatever the <laughs> other two were that I already forgot. Two last ones. I'll make them. I'll make. I don't them remember quick. much of this show, you guys. Should I be concerned? <laughs> no, you're fine. Hey, look here, real quick. Oh wait a. <laughs> what. All right, so welcome to this episode of Talk Nerdy's Me, all new, um, May the 30th. Shit, I said it too hard. Sorry, sorry. I got minutes and hours mixed up again. Damn oh, it. man. They shouldn't do years. Well, not again. Uh, <laughs> Yet. My last two, and I'll make them quick. Um, any employee who gets to work with the dinosaurs at Jurassic Park. Fair. Yeah. Because dinosaurs are awesome. That was true when you were five, and it's still true now, damn it. Um I mean, granted, not the best track record as a company as far as worker safety, but whatever. Um, it's we've gone almost half a movie without a, an on-screen death, so that's good, right? Um, and then, of course, I had to say it because um, Commander Scott would get mad at me if I didn't. But uh, Starfleet from Star Trek, uh, specifically the bridge crew from Star Trek because then you're more or less guaranteed to, to live through the movie. I mean the mission. Um rather than just being, you know, right a red shirt. <laughs> Nobody wants to be Ensign Ricky uh on, on the ship is what I'm saying. But uh those would both be awesome careers. Is that the guy that got crushed by the car? Sure. Okay. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah when they're calling names for the away mission and you only have one name and a rank. Mm. Captain James yeah, yeah. Key Kirk, Mr. Spock, Bones McCoy, and Ensign Ricky. Do, 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 do. Shit. And Steve, get over there. <laughs> well, hell's bells. So that's what I got. Yeah, those are good. Solid picks. All jobs, I take over my real job. Yeah. I think we all would... Uh, Give up our day job. I don't know if I would give up my day job for a Hunger Games participant, though. Again, once you get past that first week of, uh, we'll call it orientation, you're good to go, man. Uh, if if I could compete the same year that, that uh, in the book that one woman competed naked, I would totally do it. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. Uh, you'd get distracted and get shot. Oh, I would die within like five minutes, but you know what? I'd die happy. <laughs> All right, that's all I can say. I mean, you that's can't fair. That's fair. You know yourself. That's fair. Yeah, that I do. Oh, man. So I think with that, mm-hmm. we've had a full episode. We had some jail mail. We uh, had uh, 
Uh, which, by the way, uh, we're gonna put up a poll about which which story in jail mail that you want to you want the story to continue with. Uh, so maybe we. I mean, it's up to Matt, but maybe we can influence which way the story goes. I don't know. But um, otherwise, you know, we talked uh, all about all kinds of stuff in the uh, Conapalooza. That's gonna be real fun. But uh, I think I think we're about done. I think that wraps it up. Another hour and 45 minute episode, man. We're, we're rocking it. Yeah. So I want to give a special thanks to everybody who uh, got through the episode, uh, who tried to stick with the live stream and put up with uh, some of the uh, more technical challenges that we had. Hopefully by the time we go live again, those issues will be a thing of the past. It'll be done. We'll have a smooth experience like the way we used to. Remember when we had smooth times? Yeah. We're getting back to those. Hey, look here real quick. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) That's a callback, Joe. It is. I like it. I love it. So, Obi-John Kenobi, do me a favor. Reach... Uh-huh. To your left. Yep. <laughs> Grab those Darth Vader costume pants with the hole cut out. How did you know? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and throw them in the air like you just don't care, just like Mary Tyler Moore. Because, my friend... Till we meet again, this is Sammy Davis Jr. saying, uh, be kind, be nice, and I hope the next performer has the pleasure of having as nice an audience as you've been tonight. And let me leave you swinging.